And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, Civilized Barking, Zach Jackson counting you down to week eight, the five and two, yes, five and two Cleveland Browns hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. I've said Oakland about six times this week. I will say Oakland about six more, including in this podcast. I don't want to hear from you on that. I'm old. I'm set in my ways. Uh, We got football weather. The forecast for Sunday is not good. Now, we're not talking like blizzard, but uh, there is a hurricane. There is rain as we record this. There is rain and cold, and um, I'm certainly no meteorologist, but there's some fronts colliding in a place where Uh, Weather often is a factor, so we'll see if it really affects the game, but uh, we might have seen, maybe not our last, but, you know, 50 and mild uh, the last couple of games, right? Um, Not going to be that. We'll see. Should be a lot of points. The Browns' defense stinks. The Raiders' defense stinks. Um, You know, sometimes these games take on life of their own and you never know who might miss a kick or have a drive stalled whatever, but you wouldn't think this is going to be 20 to 17. You would think it's going to be a shootout. Um, The speed of the Raiders, uh, specifically rookie Henry Ruggs, you know, big plays can happen for them. The tight end is one of the best, Darren Waller. He's big. He's fast. Today we heard Kevin Stefanski say he's basically like a wide receiver playing tight end. That's certainly what he looks like on the television, and that will challenge the Browns linebackers and safeties. Uh, the Browns come in, you know, riding the wave. They they needed a bounce back win last week. They got it. The first time they were down in a fourth quarter in a game they could actually come back and win, they did. Baker Mayfield embattled, um, responded, AFC player of the week, and he absolutely earned it. Five touchdown passes, uh, including the last one. Um, the, the Bengals being the Bengals helped it. Let's Let's be honest, but the Browns went and took that game. So, you know, both times they've needed a necessary – come back or, or bounce back. They've made it. Now, both times it was against the Bengals. We will see what happens here. Um, as the season goes along, there's different challenges to the psyche, to the focus uh, physically. The Browns are banged up. Miles Garrett, I'm quite confident will play. He's not 100%. Kareem Hunt, quite obviously, has not been 100%. Jarvis Landry playing with a broken rib. Odell Beckham Jr. out for the season. So we will uh, we will talk more about that. But you know, the challenge here is with the bye week and knowing you get a chance to get well, knowing that, uh, you you know, you escaped a challenge or you, you passed a test last week, I should say, of a road division win, which is always huge no matter what the circumstances are. You know, the Browns have to deliver a focused, solid effort. Um, and, and it's going to take, like I said, not just points, but it's going to take a good game to play the Raiders who beat the Chiefs in Kansas City just three weeks ago, um, who want to be a playoff team and who probably need this game, given the schedule that they play the rest of the way, to be a playoff team. 
The Browns play a laughably bad schedule the rest of the way. Will be favored every game until they go to Tennessee in early December. They're favored here by only two and a half. The total in the game has come down, and um, that is interesting to me. That's probably weather-related, but we'll see. Um, Odell Beckham's a big loss, guys. Everybody knows his talents. Everybody also knows it hasn't fully clicked. It never fully clicked with Beckham and Baker Mayfield. That said, I can't believe the things I see, that the Browns will be better, that Baker will be better without Odell Beckham. Um, He's the one guy, really, that consistently can take the top off the defense. He's the one guy that can turn a standard play into a long touchdown. And until Nick Chubb comes back and comes back at full speed, um, you know, the two guys, your two best, most reliable, most explosive touchdown makers, you don't have. Um, Rashard Higgins is a security blanket. He and Mayfield clearly have chemistry. Uh, The Browns don't win the game. I know Peoples-Jones catches the ball, but the Browns don't win the game without Rashard Higgins last week, and that's not the first time that's happened. Um, But to think that defenses aren't going to adjust, to think that defenses didn't always put their best corner on Beckham and shade the safety to him in must-pass situations, um, it's, it's just a silly thought, guys. So... Is Richard a much more consistent slash reliable route runner in the chemistry that he and Baker have? Um, is that benefit the Browns in certain ways, certain situations? Absolutely. I'm not going to take anything away from that. And I've been down on Richard Higgins in the past. If you've listened, if you've read, I know that. The guy has just delivered. You know, if it was about me, and it's not, uh, he would have shut me up. And, and he is a proven by now NFL wide receiver who's been ready when called upon. He is not an eighth of the talent that Odell Beckham Jr. is. Many guys aren't. I'm not trying to single him out. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now, I'm really intrigued by him. Big, fast. Um, No catches coming in. Not even 50 offensive snaps coming in. Catches everything thrown his way. Um, The one pass, guys, in the whole streak, Baker's 21-pass streak that went incomplete, was negated by the Bengals being the Bengals, an offsides call. Peoples-Jones finishes with three catches. They win the game. He's really, really intriguing. He's 21 years old. Um, You know, now we're going to be grading him on an entirely different scale. But going back to the start of training camp, we've seen a guy show promise. Uh, You know, a lot to work with there. Very green. So we will see. Do I think the Browns will put him in situations to make plays, to try to get down the field and test defenses that way? Absolutely, they have to. What will they do at wide receiver? In regard to the trade deadline, in regard to the rest of the year, probably nothing, but we'll see. Certainly something you have to watch. I mean, the internal options are few. Taewon Taylor, no, not happening. Um, Kaderil Hodge, again, just like Higgins, two staffs said that Higgins couldn't play, right? Well, two staffs say Kaderil Hodge can. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, good guy, good special teams player. Um, haven't seen him do much as a receiver, can't believe that there's a lot that he will do there. And this team has Jarvis Landry. They always got a chance. And Landry in a bigger role um, is not a bad thing. But, you know, he is playing with the broken rib. And even though Jarvis will tell you he's not a slot receiver and will show you proof that he's not a slot receiver, he is not Odell Beckham down the field. So so we will see. Um, I don't expect Austin Hooper to play this week, but the Browns expect to have him back the whole second half of the year. Tight end-driven offense. Harrison Bryant, what a find. Njoku also catches a touchdown last week. Three of the five touchdown passes to the tight ends. 
and the Browns get a big win there. So, uh, again, look, you know, we did some Asking Jackson. Easy for me to say. Throughout the call for Asking Jackson questions after the Steelers game, everybody understandably wanted to talk about Baker's future. Threw him out after the Bengals game. Everybody wants to talk about playoffs and how Rashard Higgins is headed to Canton. That's just the week-to-week nature of of this league. Um, this is an interesting test, as I mentioned, for the Browns to kind of, you know, fight through the physical ailments and being shorthanded. No Hooper, no Teller. You know, who knows what percentage Miles Garrett and and Kareem Hunt and Jarvis are really at. Those guys will fight through, but clearly, offense has not been the same without Wyatt Teller. And that's a credit to him. Um, you know, as good as the tight ends have been, you know, neither one of them is as good as Hooper. And especially in this offense with some of the designs um, and the reliance on blocking, quite frankly. Uh, I think Austin Hooper's been a really, really solid player. And maybe his numbers will never show that he's worth the money, but I think he's been worth every dime. Um, Harrison Bryant just looks like a fourth-year pro. He always runs the right routes. You could say the same about Higgins. He catches almost everything. You can say the same about Higgins. And, and the trust that he's earned. You know, going back to training camp, you'd watch him out there with the second and the third team, and it's like, this guy clearly knows what he's doing. But, you know, can he block? Um, is he really ready to play with the big boys? And he's answered every question, yes. You know, um, so really – you know, potentially the Browns got a longtime contributor and a plus player there for a fourth-round pick. And so we'll see how that goes. But but this Sunday specifically, they need him. Um, covering Dale, Darren Waller, big-time concern that I have. You know, uh, the Browns have a really good defensive line, guys, but starting to get – now Miles has been a hero. He was AFC Defensive Player of the Month for October, and I think the only person in the world who would argue with that would be Bud Dupree. Right, but, um, you know, the defensive tackles, Ogunjobi and Sheldon have just not played well, as well as they're capable of, or as well as they did earlier in the year in recent games. Uh, Olivier Vernon makes a play or two every now and again, um, no sacks on the year. Uh, Claiborne is not seeing much. Port Augustine has almost fallen completely out of the rotation, only four snaps last week. The Browns need to get Miles Garrett some help. Um, you know, the Browns, let's just be honest about this defense. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. The Browns have two superstars, Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett. They have a pretty good defensive line. It's not currently playing up to par in totality. And the back seven is horrendous. Um, they give up points. They give up yards. The Bengals didn't punt. The Browns won the game. The Bengals did not punt. And over the middle, all day long, six and eight yard passes went for 10, 12 or more. A rookie quarterback just sliced them up. And so what can Derek Carr do? What can future quarterbacks do? I don't know. We'll see. But as you look at the Browns in the trade deadline, I'm willing to to explore receivers, right? I'm certainly willing to uh, add a veteran defensive end because you do need to win now. But this secondary, you need five corners. You barely have three. You can make an argument that you have half a safety. I think Ronnie Harrison's played well. I don't know if they'll give Redwine another crack. But the safety play is horrendous. I don't need um, a pro football focus figure to tell you that, right? Just just watch the games. So uh, Miles has bailed him out time and time again, and I've said the winning formula, when if you force a turnover every single week and turn that into seven points, you'll give yourself a chance to win every single week. But if you don't do something to get better defensively, you can't count on winning 37-34 or 42-41 or whatever the hell it's going to be. 
this defense is awful. It's not playoff caliber. Uh, playoff type game Sunday? Maybe. Uh, as I mentioned before, going to feel a little bit like January. Uh, Raiders should be desperate. Browns have a chance to go to 6-2. and two. A real chance. Bring in my uh, compadre out in Las Vegas. I caught myself. I almost said Oakland again. His name is Vic Tafer, and we're going to talk to him about the Raiders. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. As promised, uh, we now go west. We go to Vic Tafer. Uh, Vic, Browns Raiders. What comes to mind to me, Baker Mayfield's first start. Nick Chubb's uh, breakout game, his introduction, but the Raiders still won that game. Um, you remember which game I'm talking about? Yeah, it was a shootout. I yeah. think there'll be another shootout this weekend, I think. so. It should be. Um, the weather's not great, but, yeah, I mean, you look at these defenses. Um, you know, our listeners know how bad the Browns' defense is. Uh, the numbers say that the Raiders is equally as bad or potentially even worse. So, so let, let's start there. How bad have the Raiders been defensively? It's got to be worse than yours, I'm sure, because the um, Raiders have no no pass rush, so that's been their biggest problem. Somehow, against the Chiefs, they were able to uh, confuse Mahomes for one quarter, and that was enough to get the win. But uh, other than that, it's been uh, been pretty bad. They think they're giving up 33 points a game, uh, and so I think they're looking for some answers this week. Uh, John Gruden's promised some changes in scheme, so we'll see what that means. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, you know, just glancing through the schedule. You see the losses to some pretty good teams, and certainly that win against Kansas City sticks out. So is this a Raiders team capable of having a big second half here and, and making a run at the playoffs, or is the defense enough to, to sink them going forward? I think their offense is good enough to carry them. I think um, they've had some problems of, of late with the uh, offensive line and the big COVID-19 issues last week. It's also some injuries. Trent Brown's only played in one game so far. They're a big right tackle, so – Richie Incognito's been out with an Achilles for three weeks now, four weeks. So when they get when they get all five guys back, they should have one of the best, I think, one of the best three 
or four offensive lines in the league. So behind that line with Derek Carr playing well, Josh Jacobs is a stud. They got good receivers this year. They got uh, Darren Waller's probably a top three or four tight end. So to me, the offense is good enough that they could carry the defense possibly to a, to a, to a playoff spot. Um, let's let's talk about Jacobs. You know, the Browns pretty solid against the run for most of the year. They've been gashed by the pass, but in the Steelers game a few weeks ago, uh, the Steelers just ran at will on them and, and then used their defense. So uh, is Jacobs maybe sitting on a big game this week if they get the offensive line things figured out? I think so. I think he's definitely been hampered the last few weeks by the uncertainties. He mentioned some communication problems up front with guys switching in and out, and they were down to a third-team right tackle last week. So I think he's really, really good. They've tried to get the ball more out of the backfield as far as you know, throwing him the ball. I think that'll be a, a, a key part of the game plan this week. So I, I, I expect 25 touches, and I think he'll be able to uh, to come out with pretty good numbers on Sunday. Yeah, if they get 25, um, they might have to with the weather, but you would think that would bode well for the Raiders. Um, a nod to our daily fantasy players here. The speed of Henry Ruggs against the slow guys in the Browns secondary. He's got to be sitting on a 70-yard touchdown this week, right? I would guess so. Who's uh, who's Ward going to cover it? I, I imagine Ward may cover him, so I'm not sure. I think Ward's pretty good. So Ruggs still has some you know, rookie um, growing pains, but obviously the, the, the speed is definitely elite. Um. You know, the, you talked about the lack of the pass rush. Let's let's go to the cover, guys. The Browns will not have Odell Beckham for the rest of the season. They still have proven receivers, but they're more short-range guys. It's a tight end-driven offense. The run game drives everything, opens up the tight end. So, you know, let, let's just, just tell us about the Raiders cover guys and, you know, maybe how they'll counter uh, the tight ends in the short passing game. Well, I think their best corner is Trayvon Mullen. He's been pretty good this year. He'll definitely take on your top guy, whether that's, I guess that's uh, Landry or him. Um, but he's been pretty solid this year. He's been one of the strengths of the defense. I think other than that, it's been kind of a patchwork crew. I think uh, their first-round pick, Damon Arnett, is still out with a, a thumb injury. So he's a guy they liked a lot in the draft. And he shows some, you know, some spunk and some grit early on, and you can see why they picked him. But he's been a, a big loss for in the last few weeks. So um, other than that, there's not much there. I mean, um, they signed Corey Littleton to be the guy who can cover tight ends, but he's not been up to the task. He's been pretty bad this year. So I think uh, tight ends have hurt them and running backs have hurt them. So I think um, that does not bode well against uh, against the Browns. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big day for all the tight ends on Sunday, right? I think Waller against the Browns is not a positive matchup for the Browns. And I, as you mentioned, uh, Harrison Bryant and Njoku should have a chance against the Raiders as well. Yeah, I think so. I think definitely a big tight end. I, think, I know last week was National Tight End Day, but maybe uh, these, te- these teams celebrate it this week. Um, the Raiders should be desperate, right? Like they have a pretty difficult schedule the rest of the way. The division's good, except for the Broncos, who are reeling. Uh, you know, they've played a bunch of good teams already. Like if they're going to make the playoffs, is it fair to say this is one they, they really need? I think so. I think they have a couple games coming up before they play the Chiefs again, and that'll be a tough one. It'll be, I think, impossible to sweep the Chiefs. So I think you got to win this week, and you got the Chargers at, at L.A. next week. It's another one that I think you have to win if you're really a serious playoff team. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What 
you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Um, you know, people know Carr by now. And gosh, there's a hypothetical out there about the Browns drafting him. Um, six years, six, seven years ago instead of Johnny Manziel. I think people know Josh Jacobs and they're getting to know Waller. Who's a guy that, that people here uh, in the Eastern time zone don't know that, that can end up playing a big role on Sunday? I think you, they might know him, but maybe not know him um, in this current version. But uh, Nelson Aguilar has had a huge year for the Raiders. Um, they drafted Brian Edwards and he got hurt. And they also lost Tyrell uh, Williams early on in the year. So, they had some maybe a need at the receiver, and Nelson Aguilar really stepped up. He's a guy that John Green's known since he was in high school, and obviously had some problems. He had some good moments with Philly, and obviously had some bad moments. He had some drops, and kind of um, I want to say was uh, you know given the the free ride out of town. Fans were kind of happy he left town, but he definitely has bounced back this year. He has been pretty good with his hands. He's getting open. He's definitely got uh, better speed than most people think he does. So. He's a guy who's really emerged the last few weeks and um, will uh, we'll start on Sunday, I think, be uh, be definitely a guy that look to uh, make some big plays. We've been through about 13 coaches in 20 years here in Cleveland, Vic. Um, after a while, they all start to sound the same. But I'm fascinated by Gruden because he seems to bring the energy every day. And, you know, you just listen to him in any format. A lot of it is because he was on TV. So just tell our listeners what it's like covering him on an everyday basis. It's uh, it's definitely unique. I mean, I think he's hilarious. So even after losses, he cracks me up. So I have a really hard time uh, not laughing when he talks after losses. Now, so it's it's easier on Zoom because I can uh, I can hide myself. But he just cracks me up and definitely gets so fired up. And I think the players definitely buy. They love his energy. They buy in. At some point, the issues in the last few years has been when they start losing and veterans kind of maybe like tune them out or realize that maybe they weren't part of the, the plan and the, he's looking past you know, the current season. So uh, this team is younger. And I think that they're all, they're all bought in. So they brought in Jason Witten, who also is a big time leader. So a guy who carried John's message. So uh, at this point, they believe they've been, like we mentioned, they've been close and even the losses this year. So they think they're on the verge of something and definitely John's done a good job of getting the energy uh, and that uh, excitement uh, to the players and help, help hopefully they can carry it out for them. Um, is the feeling there that, that Carr can be the guy to, to get them where they want to go or, or when they're ready to get there? It is now. I mean, I think uh, there were some doubts in the offseason. I think you know, he had been here with two years with, with John Gruden. There were some good moments and some bad moments. And, uh, you know, they gave Marcus Mariota $7.5 million guaranteed. And that's, you know, that's a lot. So they weren't thinking he'd definitely be the backup. They, they were hoping at some point he might push Derek Carr. And I think um, yeah, he wasn't very good in camp. Marcus, and he got hurt a little bit. And Carr's been great. Carr's taken the next step up. He's uh, done what Gruden's asked. He's been better with his feet as far as extending plays, you know, and uh, even running for some first downs the last few weeks. So uh, he's a good enough athlete to do that. I think he's he's pretty accurate. I think with him, history's shown, looking back at 2016, had that one big year, uh, history's shown if you give him an off- offensive line or give him some time, he'll have some confidence in the pocket and some receivers he can trust, he's pretty good. Uh, he's shown that this year. He's been really good this year. That's not as much as the Browns paid their backup, Case Keenum. <laughs> uh, all right, Vic, last thing. Um, not that we really know anything, but we go on the spot here to close this out. What's your game prediction for Sunday? Well, I was big on the, the shootout theory, but the weather's kind of throwing my whole prediction off. I think I told my podcast, I think I had 51-48 Browns was my score, but that's not going to happen if it's cloudy and muddy and rainy. So um, I might tone it down. I think the Browns probably pulls one out. I think it'll be a close game. Um, 
well, let's, let's knock it down to 31-28. But to me, the defense, I mean, I just think um, they really don't know how they can pressure other teams. So I think Mayfield's good enough to, to take advantage of that. I think they'll have just enough to hold it off the Raiders. You know, it will be interesting uh, because I think both coaching staffs have to prepare for that game. Uh, we'll see if, you know, they try to really run it and control it, you know, help their defense that way. We'll see. Uh I have the same thinking as you, Vic, but I'm not going to be deterred by the weather. I'm going to say it's a last possession game. Team to have the ball last wins. I'm going to take the Raiders 38, the Browns 37. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Civilized Bark.